Roger, roger. Roger, roger. Welcome back, everybody, to the third episode of the Roger Roger podcast. I'm Derek, one of your one of your hosts, and our other. Hello, everybody. This is Charles. Happy to be here on the Roger Roger podcast, ready to talk some Star Wars, Derek. Yeah, we're doing episode three today, the best and the worst of episode one. Yeah, see when you say when you say that episode three, it sounds like we're doing Revenge of the Sith, which, you know, that sounds like fun, but <laughs> <laughs> this is our third episode of the show, Roger Roger. But we are yes, talking about episode one again. You know, we we had a really interesting conversation last time around the Jedi like the decisions of the Jedi and how they led to the kind of how they kind of set up Anakin for failure. And now I'm ready to get just more into reactions to the movie. Yeah, that's a good place to start. With episode one, oh, and to speak back to your uh, confusion about the episode numbers, we'll get rid of that in a couple of episodes. It only goes up to nine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) that's true. A few more weeks. But I like starting out um, very confusing. I'm really good at that. Mm, Fantastic. so so today we're going to talk about three of our favorite things from episode one and three of our least favorite things. We haven't discussed these in advance with each other. We might be able to guess a couple, but um, I'm going to start off. And uh, like, Are you going to do yeah. the best first or the worst first? Oh, that's good. Um, you know, you want to jump back and forth? You want to do a, a best, worst, best, worst, like kind of like that? Sure, sure. Yeah. All right, all right. All right, so let's start with best. Keep everything on a positive note to start. Um... I think episode one. Now are you gonna? Well, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut you off. Are you doing these in any particular order? No. Or you, okay, good. Okay. Yeah, or we can if you want to scale them from. Oh well, that see that just adds another layer of confusion. I don't have any order to mine either. <laughs> I was just making sure if you weren't like saving your no, most not, favorite or anything like that. I am saving one because okay, it's a okay. little tricky though. I'm gonna do that one last. Got it. Okay, I'm I'm pretty much the same way. So let's. Okay, so cool. so this is one of your three best yes. mo- things about episode one. So I think one of the best things about The Phantom Menace is how they reintroduce Star Wars to a population of fans and just moviegoers after a long drought. I mean, assuming you don't read books, you don't read comics, stuff like that. Got it. So yeah. you, what you're, so you're saying that it brought it, like you get to, it's a new Star Wars movie, which that is kind of a big deal to put yourself back at it's the time when deal. this movie came out. It was like the idea of more Star Wars was like mind blowing. I th- I'm trying to remember when they numbered the movies. It was a long time ago, so I think people were expecting it for a while. Yeah, I think you know it was in the works as a prequel for a long time, mm-hmm. and that was a whole thing where it's like it wasn't you know episode you know uh, a new hope is now episode four you know it's right. like that was took some adjustment but yeah i agree i would take that a step further and say that just the way we got to get more into the lore of the jedi was done really well not just in phantom menace but in all the prequels mm-hmm. yeah that was one of my points i think mm-hmm. so specifically i think 
just the Jedi. I mentioned this last episode, actually. The first thing you see of the Jedi, they walk out of the mist with their hoods on, all mm. creepy. Then you see their lightsabers ignite without them, and you just see a, um, a green and blue lightsaber. Then they attack some droids, and you, they look like, oh, wow, this is what I've always thought Jedi were like in my head when you extrapolate out or if you read some of the books. Yeah. Now, the visuals of those early scenes with Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan in in the like spaceship hangar fighting all those droids was awesome. And to come mm-hmm. from like return of the Jedi to that is like, okay, star Wars is at a new level now. And exactly like you said, these moments where such a brilliant move to go from stormtroopers to droids. Cause you can just wreck droids and, <laughs> and keep the PG 13 rating. Yeah. You know? So they're just slicing and dicing and they're taking down doors and they're force running and all these oh, other. Oh, that's a great one. <laughs> Love the force run. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, no, I agree. Those, yeah. those were some awesome moments to kick off it- the series. Yeah, speaking of droids too, the designs of the the B ones, uh, I I don't, <laughs> but they also introduced uh, introduced uh, droidekias, the uh, roly droids. Yeah, yeah, or droidekas, droidekas, whatever they're called. Yeah, yeah. Bat- the uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, destroyers. I think um, Obi Wan called them destroyer yes. droids. Yeah, but they're that's a fabulous introduction to them. They they're cool. They yeah. hit home with a lot of – they just kind of elevated a lot of stuff you saw in the older movies and introduced them in really cool ways. That's well said. For me, the title crawl was kind of clunky. That beginning was, dialogue yeah. was a bit clunky. But once you get to the Jedis fighting the droids, those were – like the droid designs are awesome. Like mm-hmm. from the B1 battle droids to the droidicas were all super cool. You had the protocol droid trying to serve the tea and everything. Like those are all awesome. Yeah, and you get the Jedi to see designs are awesome. Like all of the, exactly all the aesthetics of Star Wars, like all the set design and character work and stuff was absolutely nailed. Which, like they they kept like the great thing about Star Wars is it is like a whole different world and the. And I think this is a great thing to put on the list. I didn't even think to list this as a thing, as a best, but it really is. Like, they kept the spirit of Star Wars alive and the idea of Star Wars, like, at A-tier levels. You know, people were just mesmerized by it, even if the movie wasn't always hitting <laughs> for, for fans. Right. There was still something interesting going on. Yeah. Uh, which I guess, you know, uh, Lucas was very big on, let's pack as much as we can into the scene. Cause yeah. Maybe if the scene isn't that great, there's still something cool over here. And, you know, that works to the detriment to the movie some of the time. But sometimes it's actually yeah. okay. And it's looking in the background at stuff because you don't really want to listen to the dialogue. But exactly. It's... Like, it, it, George Lucas has a lot of ideas and not all of them hit. But, uh, but he puts them all in no matter what. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> they, they work. And, you know, the soundtrack and the character designs and the sound effects mm-hmm. help create the costumes and all, all that. Just create this world and make it one that, you know, I, made me still more than happy to watch episode one, even though it may not be technically yeah. a, a perfect movie. Now, one negative about the, re- the reintroduction, like you said, the title crawl was... Very odd. It was not like episode four, five, and six, where it's, hey, here's something cool that's happening. We're talking this, and now let's, you know, jump into it. It was, 
it is, was pretty is that good. one is that your worst that you're bringing no no i was just continuing the conversation on introduction um and then quickly i think i even wrote it down it might have been at like the 11 minute and 50 second mark or something i don't know where it is but that's when we throw jar jar into the mix and i uh was not super happy. That was a little too quick. We could have gone a little longer without putting him in. That, it was surprisingly fast, actually. Yeah, they introduced Jar Jar pretty quickly. It's true, and we can get. I'm well, sure. We'll yeah, we'll get more into that later. Jar right. Jar, but for those, for maybe from minute two to minute ten, <laughs> yeah. were pretty fun. And then uh, you get to see the. Um, I'm not sure what. Uh, planet they're from but the trade federation guys that's a new type of alien that, and they talk in a very specific way it, it was yeah, a good cool. yeah the first bit, bit of the movie was very exciting very good yeah you see like the um, blue hologram of the emperor which yep. is cool you know it, yeah i agree it, it was very fun you get to see obi-wan they're talking about yoda you know they're they're getting the fans excited and they exceeded in that way that's a right. that's a good pick yeah. What about you? Do we have a, a first best? Yeah, my first best kind of overlaps with yours a little bit, but it's throughout the movie. And I had mentioned this in the last episode, but my first best is lightsabers and lights mm. and, and just the use of lightsabers, the liberal use of lightsabers in these movies. I was like, thank you. This is what I wanted to see more of and was hoping to see more of in the Disney movies was... Um, this more action more like of these choreographed star wars battles more of these star more of these lightsaber sound effects like to me that's like what star wars is these cool battles and cool effects and cool sounds and yeah and and flashy battles and things and that all happened in in the prequels and, and this movie kicked it off really well i mean we got to fight with darth maul twice once in the desert and mm-hmm. of tatooine and, and one on naboo and they were both awesome. We got to see Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan wreck a bunch of droids. And it was it was great. And then, like, in the later movies in the trilogy, we get even more insane, like, lightsabers everywhere by the end of <laughs> episode two. But I just loved it. And that was what I was so excited for about the Disney movies, you know, as they were coming out. I was like, wow, we get to see, like, a with all these new effects. And we're in the future now, post-Luke right. Skywalker, like what are these lightsaber battles going to look like? And there there was hardly any lightsaber users. Mm-hmm. And the duels were a mess and not interesting. And, like, the first movie was kind of cool. Like, they they did some cool stuff with some of Kylo Ren's lightsabers, but I was disappointed for the most part. And I was like, yeah. what does Disney have against lightsabers? And I was reminded of that watching episode one again recently in preparation for this episode. Of like, man, these are so fun and yeah that yeah i think you could say yeah i think you could say that lightsabers and how they're used were some of the best parts of the prequel trilogy not just episode one they're fantastic like you said and i think what you were mentioning with disney again they wrote them uh, wrote themselves into writ (laughs) uh wrote themselves into a hole because right away uh, you have just uh, uh, Ray and Kylo Ren, basically, and then you uh, spoilers, but kill off Luke, and then you have no interest in showing any of Juke's, uh, Luke's new Jedi order. Yeah, like I would have they... loved to seen Luke showing off 
in his a immense way, skill, right? Yeah, in the way that those original movies couldn't show him off, you know? Right. Like, kind of what they did in Rogue One with Darth Vader. It's like, I want to mm-hmm. see more of what Luke and Darth Vader can do right. with these Force abilities that these episode, episode one, two, and three got us excited about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and especially, I know Luke is old by then, but hey, if Yoda and uh, Sidious can fight like madmen, Luke can definitely, because he's still younger than them. Yeah, like, there were and... easily ways to work in something very cool, but it was definitely a conscious effort for them to not put in crazy lightsaber fights. And then well, the one time yeah. they tried it, did not work that way. Well. I think their issue was they limited themselves, and this was like Star Wars was kind of creatively bankrupt at this point. And when you decide to just keep to the main characters and not introduce a whole bunch of new force using characters, it's like, okay, well, there's only like two force using characters. There's, right. uh, you know, there's Luke Rey and, Kylo. and Rey and Kylo, and like that's basically it. Those are the only ones. And Rey's not even trained in how to use a lightsaber. <laughs> oh, like, you wouldn't know that though. Yeah. She's apparently amazing. <laughs> I know. So it's like, uh, where wasn't he supposed to train a bunch of people? Isn't there school? Can Luke do cool stuff? And we did yeah. get a one battle with Luke, and then it was that little gotcha moment. You know. Right. I mean, that was pretty good, but um, I would have liked it to was see good, but Luke's like, Jedi Temple. So much more. Yeah. yeah. I, I just wanted to see where the Force could go and where mm-hmm. lightsaber battles could go. And I think a lot of people that were particularly disappointed in the Disney movies, a lot of like Star Wars fans that were like, this isn't Star Wars, I th- had probably were coming from it from that. It's like, look, yeah. we liked the prequels for like your point with the world building and the lightsabers and none of that was here you know it was all kind of thrown away like all that extended lore and and, and stuff was kind of put off to the side to introduce a to like reintroduce star wars to a younger generation and and it was literally thrown away they (laughs) there was like a ton a ton of media that they said nah we're good we're gonna gonna cancel that for these three things that (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't blame them for that. We can talk about this later. I don't blame them for those decisions, but I also think they just fell short trying to create their own stuff. But anyway, we're talking about episode episode one (laughs) and watching all those lightsaber battles and all those lightsaber effects reminded me of like what, why I like these movies so much. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, we can get into our, our worst aspects of episode one of which, you know, there's some cases for a lot of things in the worst yeah. category, but I think well, people still on look back on these. Yeah, people look back on these movies now, kind of with a bit of admiration, and they like they've they've come full circle. Like at first, these movies were despised, and then now they're beloved. And I, I think just that classic, you know, Star Wars experience with the world building and the lightsabers. It, it, it's what made it brought it all together. But they're also kind of funny bad. Oh, which, yeah. But, and I don't think, unfortunately, uh, 7, 8, 9 are going to get that same treatment because they take themselves a little seriously. And that th- episode 1, 2, and 3 was way more low. It, it was easier to say, 
hey, I'm going to watch this in a semi-ironic way. I can enjoy it for what it is, but I can enjoy yeah. it for a lot of other things. Who knows? Things. Maybe in 10, 15, 20 years from now, we might be able to I'd look like back to, at these yeah, Disney movies know. as fantastic. We'll but... <laughs> <laughs> but still, speaking about lightsabers, I wanted to mention that when you they introduced them like this, it kind of was relating to what I said about how they introduced the Jedi. It's what you imagined lightsaber fights with the, what they could really be. You yeah. know, the ones in four, five, and six were you know okay. I, the one in uh, they did a lot of cool shots to make it seem a little cooler in um, episode five, the Luke Vader fight. Mm-hmm. But here you get to see. It's where CGI actually works. Right. And they're and they flipping hide, around. You know, the guys that were fighting weren't in these big clunky costumes and all this like ridiculous makeup or whatever. They're able to... Um, they were highly choreographed. Like there's so many behind the scenes of like Ian McGregor rehearsing the fights and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you can tell they put a lot of work into choreographing these lightsaber battles where I don't think they really choreographed the fights in, uh, no. in the original star Wars movies. Yeah. I think they were just kind of trying to get through it all. And um, yeah, it's just that cool. attention to detail. Yeah. All right. So now I'm going to jump to one of my worsts. All right. All right. And I think we mentioned, I mentioned just a minute ago, the lightsaber fights is one um, way CG actually works, mm-hmm. but the CG 90% of the time does not work. Oh. Yes. So I had a couple, the introduction to Jar Jar scene, um, I know we're talking about Jar Jar, but I'm not talking about Jar Jar. I'm talking about <laughs> the CG Jar Jar. Uh, he looks like he's copy and pasted and just slapped onto the screen. I don't know if that opening scene with him was one of the first, because, you know, they film movies out of order, but it feels like this was done very early in production because it gets a little less noticeable, but the scene where he's in the woods talking with uh, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan, it looks, they kind of aren't really looking at him. He looks like he's slapped on top. It's not good. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I think that's like a lighting issue. They just didn't know how to. Like... Well, that's what I'm saying. It got a little better, but Sebulba does not look good. No, I mean, it, and and maybe not just CG, but sometimes you could tell that they're kind of just in front of a green screen. A lot of the um, ship fights in space were a little wonky, and you can actually tell when they used models because I th- I forgot what they're called. They're not dreadnoughts, but they're the big donuty looking ships. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one scene or maybe two where they're, I think they're actually models and they look really good. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I have to go back. I do remember thinking back on the CGI, mm-hmm. like anytime the, the droids were on Naboo and you have that like bright blue sky and just the right. copy paste of a bunch of droids and there's no shadows on anything. And it's kind of, you know, marching in file and you're like yeah this is like like a generation or two back in cgi you know when we were Mm -hmm. just figuring things out but um, but there were definitely ways to not have like i'm not just knocking it because hey cg was it wasn't that good back then and i'm I'm, like you have to put yourself to the time period and understand what the effects were there were way better examples of cg in some other movies and there were ways to hide it and mesh it a little better, which they definitely did not do in some scenes and then did do in some scenes. Like, I I don't want to just, you know, rag on it, but 
the the entire what forty five minutes of pod race yeah. looked, that looked pretty good. I enjoy, I really enjoy, you know take I know I I don't want to get into pod race because I think you might say something about it, but um <laughs> it that was one of the best meshings of real and fake in the entire movie. That's fair. Uh, the effects on those were particularly good. I'll give that to you. And yeah, it's interesting. It it definitely to me felt a bit odd. And watching it on Disney Plus too, I could oh, see where yeah. they went back and added stuff in George Lucas fashion. So I that kind of stood out to me as well. They did a good job with things like Yoda though, when they went back and made him digital. I thought that was they did a decent job on that. They paid more attention to him than Sebulba. Well, they probably did it many years later, you know, so they had a lot more technology. And that's the thing. I think George Lucas was always trying to push the envelope and do a bunch of ambitious things. I'm sure he had a unholy budget. (laughs) I don't know how big the budget was for this movie, but I imagine it was insane. And I think he was just trying to do as much as possible and as ambitious of a way as possible. And I'm sure that was like the latest technology, but it just wasn't ready for some of the ideas that they did. It's like to have droids marching in broad daylight, you know, it's, it's going to expose the, the setbacks in your CGI. But I don't know if anyone was really complaining back in the day. It's, Maybe they were. I don't remember. Well, I'm saying, I'm saying now. To watch it now, yeah, yeah, it's it feels it has some of these old movie well, moments. But but even back in the day, if a practi- if you can notice a practical effect and it sees you see it look better, why not just do that? Because <laughs> George Lucas was an effects guy. He loved CGI. Yeah, but he was a a practical effects guy first. I mean, the model work in the original movies are is amazing. And I even saw. I'm trying to remember what it was. I saw a movie that used uh, practical effects model work. It was um, another sci-fi movie. It was on Netflix, and it's semi new. And I was like, oh, this looks, it's, it gives a totally different vibe, a different look. Um, I'm a fan of them, but nice. in some respects, sometimes you just want full um as much cg as you can get like the opening of episode three right right no those were great and you know the the cgi caught up fast i think but yeah that first movie needed some some right they should have relied less on green screens too that i'm I'm booking (laughs) i'm putting that all that together because a lot of the time it looks okay but sometimes you could tell they're just just made in a sound stage with green screen everywhere for sure for sure which is uh the soundstage aspect is coming up later for me. Here's a hint. Oh, but, interesting. Yeah. Some teasing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, you, you had hinted that. I don't know how you thought I was going to bring up pod racing, but... Um, I, I was, just know you have strong feelings about it. I was going to talk about it later, but because you brought it up, I'm, I think I'll just skip to that one now. Like, one of my bottom three is the pod racing. It really All is. All three hours of it? Yeah, it's it's <laughs> like it you could like I'm not saying it wasn't well executed like it was a good sequence mm-hmm. but it just weighed this movie down and like I get there wasn't a lot of opportunities for action in that movie but you could remove the whole pod racing plot line and that movie would be just as good and it would be an hour and a half. It would be like the perfect movie length. Yeah. So you it's could like, literally cut it in half. Yeah, if it's not like, more. I don't yeah. care about Sebulba. I don't care about Watto. I don't care about the stakes of this race. Uh, you know, pod racing. You is... don't care about the stakes, 
Oh man. No, Anakin, like flipping Obi Wan, could have just been like come up with some other way to take Anakin that was an exciting short little action scene that wasn't this whole pod racing shenanigans. And that's the whole thing. The premise of it is so bizarre. It's like, oh, I rigged a dice game so that I can wager you and like what why would Wado agree to this and then why would he honor it and like I don't know the whole thing just seemed kind of odd I could obviously it was an excuse to show off you know another action piece which fine um it made for some good video games and whatever but yeah I I just felt like I looked at the run times like I don't remember this movie being like two hours long holy smokes and then you're like oh okay there's like a 40 minute uh, (laughs) sequence where they're like these guys are narrating a pod race and as well executed as it was it's not what i think of when i think of star wars and it just adds a lot to what's already a pretty bloated movie so that's why it's on my list I absolutely understand all of your negative points. Um, <laughs> to say, a, I think you mentioned, well, one, uh, why would Watto honor it? Well, it's because they're Jedi. <laughs> yeah. Or you don't want Obi-Wan, me- uh, not Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon bad. Plus, it's <laughs> right, the whole premise is weird because I'm pretty sure the Republic, I know, I now I know there's like, oh, there's no Republic out in the Outer Rim, but they could do whatever they want. I'm pretty sure the Jedi and the Republic just take your baby if they're a force user anyway <laughs> i don't think they really give you an option so it's they know they don't you... go into it. it it seems like everyone's so stoked to have you know to go train with the jedi that it's not right. an issue <laughs> but, <laughs> but I, you, know, you have sure to imagine that not everyone wants to give their kid up even if right. they are force users yeah no I, especially I bet... a slave owner yeah yeah but we do get the fun i do remember there's a scene where um kid anakin and sabulba are talking and they're speaking in that like alien language and kid anakin's like zook zook tower <laughs> like to sabulba <laughs> <laughs> and just like the cadence of that has always stuck with me so at least we got that moment but <laughs> yeah no i i now i have to say i I don't agree. I agree with your uh, negatives, but I kind of like the Padre scene. Um, it's one, one of my favorite, I wouldn't say favorite parts of the movie, but it if you take it out, it's completely um, a thought out race. That's yeah, well it's, constructed. Right. It's cohesive. Like nothing is super weird in it. It's got a nice, it's fun to watch. Yeah. Some of the some the rest of the movie is so weird and unusual sometimes <laughs> that just watching a straight up race that's act, you know like you said well executed the CG actually looks good you throw in the Tuscan Raiders shooting off you get a little cameo from them um, I I actually like the that I like the Padre scene more than a lot of the other parts of the movie if you're looking at it objectively not as a Star Wars yeah. fan ju- yeah. Yeah, and you can study that scene. I, I think it's really well executed. It's well done. It's polished. It's tight and all that. The only issue with it is it's totally irrelevant to the movie, yeah. and it's not Star Wars. It's something else. It's, it's all like it's a, Star Wars. It's a whole Everything side is thing. Star Wars. And, yeah, I'm not hating on it too bad. In, in terms of, like, the worst, it's pretty low. 
like I don't I'm not like against it but if I were to watch I, the movie again once the pod racing scene forward. comes on I, I'd like go to the bathroom or or like <laughs> make another bowl of popcorn or something yeah. I'll just let it play let it run and I'll be like oh yep. okay oh what okay and yeah I like Sebulba cheats and stuff and that's fun too but um, no I but I do completely agree that if you want to make that 10 minutes you can make it 10 minutes if you want to cut it out completely and have a different a whole different circumstance happened you can so i do agree it's basically useless yeah. and it's like how did this kid build a pod racing thing when he has no money he's literally a slave yeah. and and it wasn't working <laughs> like what a week before or and then you did the weird parts yeah i yeah. don't know it no, is what uh... it is so pod pod racing is is in my is in my worst category yep. Very fair. I agree with your reasons, but I do like it for what it is. <laughs> and that's separately. fair, too. There's yeah. a lot to like about it. Okay. So I'm going to do another one of my best. Okay. Now, I know I said I didn't love the green screen aspect of stuff, but when it does work, it does work really well. I love the new scenery we get in mm. episode one. I'm talking about we have our first shots, maybe not first real shots, because I think it's happened um, in episode six, but Coruscant for this first time. Awesome yeah, planet. Yeah. You get that nighttime approach shot when the entire planet is lit up. Then you get the first um, inklings that there's like the underbelly and you get the, um, the skyscrapers surrounding the whole uh, whole planet when it's in day. Um, you get more Tatooine than you've ever seen before, more than just a lizard, uh, literal desert. Yeah. Um, Naboo is a, cr- a crazy planet. There's a lot going on there. The architecture is cool. Uh, you, you're introduced to a lot of new set pieces, a lot of new locations. I, if, some of them are from Legends, if you you know, were involved in that. But just seeing them for the first time, very cool. Love that. Yeah, you're hitting me with the scenery. I wasn't expecting that. Uh, but it's true. We... Like I said before, this movie must have had an insane budget because you get to go to all these incredibly different, elaborate set pieces from Coruscant to Naboo to Tatooine to underwater in Naboo to I was about to all say the that, different yeah. ships and and the Gungan world and all the fish and the bigger fish and the even bigger fish. It's uh, <laughs> it's it's pretty incredible. It's definitely the got the blockbuster movie vibe you know it's very much mm-hmm. that cinematic experience that star wars is so yeah beloved for it's like yeah get you go to the movies you sit down in the theater and you just get taken away to these incredible places and star wars mm-hmm. delivers on that movie experience and i think this the scenery the settings are a huge part of that yeah and it actually it's funny that you said um you know, pod racing, this isn't Star Wars. Well, neither is that Atlantis shot, you know? <laughs> oh, now, so what the hell is this? Star Wars is space. Now we're in Atlantis. Yeah. Um, and, hey, it just shows you, this is the new Star Wars. It is everything. If we yeah. can think of it, there's a planet in the galaxy that yeah. has it, which, you know, that's fair to a real galaxy, probably. That's well, fair. You know yeah. what I mean. And it's but. like someone in Star Wars, you go to a planet and, like, the whole planet has one identity. Like, oh, this is Tatooine. It's a desert everywhere. It's a giant mm-hmm. desert. <laughs> like, well, Hoth, Whoa. yeah. Yeah, Hoth, yeah. And then it's like, oh, Mustafar. Endor. Yeah, yeah. Endor. It's like, okay, well, there's actually diversity to planets <laughs> and... Uh, they they never really well, got past that in Star Wars, yeah. but at least with Naboo, you did get like the palace and then you got like the fields and you got underwater 
and they were exotic locations and or exotic CGI sound stages and it's incredible. Well, to be fair, I do think I'm you know I'm not an expert, but I do think that um, in the real galaxy, planets are very monotone. They're very specific. You'll have one that's barren. One you know they're all you know technically barren because no alien proof. But um, I think Earth is quite the outlier with different regions. You know, look at everything else in our even our solar system. It's all one note. So having an ice planet or a tree planet or a um, Naboo is kind of more like Earth, but I think I don't mind that they. I don't mind really... it either. Yeah, I totally don't mind it. It's just interesting that they, you know, showed us multiple sides to one planet. I I think that was cool. So. That's right. Naboo is not something you usually get where it has right. two sides. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's um, cool. Yeah, but and then you have the negative of that is again CG related where. They go out in the field during the battle, and you see yeah. more of Naboo, but you actually hardly see anything. It's like just green grass and blue sky. Yeah, and the blue <laughs> sky is like a blue void. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like you took the bucket icon like, on Microsoft Paint <laughs> and then like selected blue yeah. and then clicked into the sky yeah. area. You know, it was like, where's the shading, the light, the shadows? If the you kind of look out of focus during that scene, it actually works a little bit, though, because... <laughs> like a because Monet painting. You take yeah. a few steps back, you squint your oh. eyes. <laughs> because the droids and the Gungans, everything in that entire scene is uh, CGI. So it doesn't, it kind of meshes with itself. That's, I'm all right with that. Yeah, it's all in the same environment, yeah. which helps it out a little bit. But but it does not, it's not a good set pieces. But um, that, and it's interesting that you said, we could talk about this later, that my two first bests surprised you. You didn't think I was going to go... Um, I guess, you know, setting, set pieces, Well, scenes. the first one makes sense. I just wasn't that creative when I was thinking of mine. But this one actually surprised me. We've never talked about, like, setting as an interesting mm-hmm. piece for Star Wars, but it's totally true. Well, um, episode one specifically, you yeah. have to remember. Yeah. I may have been That's... reaching a little for good things. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I do, I do really like them in this. They're very interesting. Naboo it looks like a really cool planet, you know? That's true as well. And... Yeah, no, Naboo is an awesome planet, and we get to see more of it. Like, it, I think in the next movie, they go back, right? And that's where they kind of fall in love and stuff, or am I making that oh, up? Oh, yeah. No, they run around in the field with that weird elephant with rhino thing. thing. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. And then he so. pretends to be dead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, those I are... think that, yeah, that's episode two. Yes. So, that, yeah, that, that is episode more. two. I just couldn't remember if that was Naboo or not. I'm pretty sure that's I'm Naboo. I'm pretty sure it is too, so... Yeah, that's that's um, a great pick. Um, the one of my top three, or I guess best of Star Wars Episode One. I mean, we gotta we gotta do it. It's the memes. It's oh, the dialogue. Okay, all right. The dialogue. I was that's getting hysteri- a okay, kick gonna... <laughs> out of this movie. I had more fun watching this movie Absolutely. in the present day than I ever have before. And I would love to go to a screening of the, like a packed theater of this movie. Like it today. would be fun. It, it would, would be, be fun. so much fun because like the so I didn't realize how much 
people mined this first movie for memes, but they're everywhere. It's, it's not even mining. They're on the surface. Oh, Everything yeah, is they're so just like weird. a diamond right there on the ground. You could just pick it up. <laughs> you don't even have to uh, dig into the mines. And, yep. and it's it starts with like, you were right, Master. The negotiations were short. And it's like, now there are two of them. You know, it's like it keeps going and going and going. And Kid Anakin is amazing. Yep. Oh, my God. And he's, <laughs> you could You could literally watch this movie again every time and come up with another new weird thing to yeah the dialogue is incredible it's so like hammy and cheesy but it's also like so serious that it it just created these beautiful these beautiful memes and i i just you know it's like well watch your career with great interest like so many of these so many of these things that the ability to speak does not make you intelligent there's always a bigger fish so you can just keep going and going and yeah i, I was i felt like a tourist being like oh that's that's that, that's that, that's that. right because you haven't watched them in a while right? yeah it's you haven't been a watched while. the prequels in a while and like thick palpatine when like the his blue you know when his <laughs> yes. uh his blue when phone call waves, thing yeah. i saw like i could take i could see that like the screen. two frames of that yeah the yeah. frame of it where he was thick i was like i didn't think i, I was like i wonder if I'll be able to see it or if somebody just yeah. like watch this at like you know frame by frame till they found it, it. but no right you moment. can yeah. you can eyeball it it's pretty amazing so that's it, what i'm saying you don't have to like go frame by frame to find something weird it's just there there's yeah, weird I, everywhere I, I felt like a tourist in this just appreciating <laughs> like with my digital camera like flash camera just snapping oh, wow. all the memes oh, and yeah. yeah oh it was so good yeah. and I, you, could, you could go all day with with, yeah. with with how many quotes were in this movie but yeah it's got it like that was the most fun experience i think of re-watching this movie so had to make it on my best list very interesting pick it's fair it's very fair <laughs> if you uh if you're watching it as a fan well you know like you said um I know places do like all night monster movie marathons, all, you know, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. If it's, you know, not right now, obviously, but, um, <laughs> if, you know, I would love to go to, um, episode one, two, three watch party in a, a movie theater with a, like a bunch of people. That would be so much fun. Yeah. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. I think people would just be loving this movie because there's a lot to love from this, like, if you're a fan of prequel memes, you just gotta watch. And it's been a while mm-hmm. since you've watched episode one. You gotta watch it because. Or if you're just even a fan of like good bad movies, you know, <laughs> you watch something a little ironically. Even if you're not into Star Wars, you could be like, "This movie's crazy! Like, what the hell was going on?" <laughs> right. So I think it could branch it out to another audience of people that don't really care about Star Wars but like, you know, good bad movies. That's. That's very true. That's well said. So that's my that's my best. Not that they need more uh, viewership. They're doing pretty well. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> yeah, Lucas team has. Uh, they're doing all right. Um, that was your one of your best. So yes. I will give my last best. Oh, we're, we're wrapping up best. We're not alternating best and worst. Oh, you threw me for a loop. I guess so. So that actually is a better because I was thinking about my next worst, which is hysterical that you said dialogue. Mine is dialogue. No! <laughs> I swear to God. No, okay. So now I agree with everything you said. But if you're watching the movie as, hey, I'm watching a Star Wars movie, the dialogue is horrible. Yeah. I mean, spe- kid, I mean, Jar Jar is one. You know, oh, he goes doo-doo, a bunch of stuff like that. <laughs> There's one I even wrote down that Anna, the are you an angel scene is, oh, oh yeah, my God, horrible. it's so bad. 
<laughs> and I mean, so, and it's not just that. I mean, uh, I, I've seen Natalie Portman act well. She's a good actress. She is so bad in this movie. She, yeah, and I, yeah, I don't know. Unfortunately, I, in all of these movies, but but I mean, they made her speak so strangely in monotone because she's like pretending to be the queen, or she's, you know what I mean. Like it's just baffling yeah. how, at some points, it's not. Most of the dialogue, in my opinion, is not funny. You find good funny bits, but some of it is just god awful. Yeah, I agree completely. There's lots of scenes where you're like, yeah. what? Like, even at the very beginning, if I had this kind of like, uh-oh, we're in trouble. Where they're like, oh, well, Master Yoda said this. It's like, well, don't always let Master Yoda do your cloud your mind. And you're like, what yeah. the hell? What the heck are they talking about? Right. Like, you, a lot of the, Use your and, lightsabers. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of it is also Anakin's mom. Her delivery is super weird also. Yeah. And, a lot of it, you could tell, I mentioned this before with the soundstage, almost ev- there's so much ADRing. Like, I don't actually know what ADR stands for, but it's when they put the lines in, they don't have yeah. like boom mics, and they r- put the dialogue over the actors, and it sounds weird. It matches their mouth perfectly, but it sounds so weird, and it <laughs> comes out, you can notice it when... If it's not one of the characters you actually like and they're kind of saying something somewhat interesting, like Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon, you don't really have this problem with too much, even though they say some crazy stuff too. <laughs> but but when you see it from Padme or Anakin or Anakin's mom or a- almost any of the um, like trade, not trade federation guys, but some of the other aliens, it's just, it takes you so out of the movie. You're like, what, where are they speaking from? It's not coming from her mouth. Yeah. It's just... That as and as a movie goer, I that's a big negative. And you cherry pick a lot of funny stuff. And there's sure there's a lot of funny stuff, but overall it is definitely a negative to a like I'm watching a Star Wars movie to watch a Star Wars movie. You're like, oh god, this is yeah. There's lots of really bad dialogue in this. All the Gungan stuff, all of the oh, that's, I mean that's stuff. on another level. I'm yeah. just talking about normal dialogue, not even when they're trying to write horrible crap, uh, and it's like, cringy dialogue. It's like this droid unit saved us. Like thank you for your bravery. Yeah, what are you R2 talking about? D2. You're like, uh, barf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they definitely hammed it up a bit. This is one where I think this screenwriter but said it's a not bit even too hamming much creative it up. freedom and did not get enough notes back and i think some yeah. of these authors are trying or uh, some of these author- actors are trying to read this dialogue and are like um okay i'm not sure how this yeah. is like no human being would say this no like, i and think it's not... it goes i think hans like uh, harrison ford went on record being like what are we saying people <laughs> like can we not say yeah. this or maybe it was carrie fisher or both where they're trying it's like it's like you can like you can tell me to say it, but it doesn't make any right. sense. <laughs> Whatever that famous line is about Star Wars dialogue, where it's like, mm-hmm. what is even going on? Yeah. No, and you could see that. Like, Kid Anakin is, he's a good enough actor, uh, but some of his lines are like, you can't, nobody, a, a real person <laughs> Talk wouldn't about say ADR this. and memes. Yippee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but some of it works. Like, now this is pod racing. Yeah. It's fine. Go for it. I love that. But Yippee the, uh, was all like a uh, bizarre ADR moment where you're like, he's running away, but the, uh-huh. the audio is like right in your face. You're like, what's happening? It's, I don't know. And right. That's one where it's like, wow, this is hysterical, but most of it is not. It's it's a negative 
uh, to me, and I can't believe it's hysterical that you said it as a positive. That worked out very nicely. <laughs> yeah, well, I was thinking more of the memes, which is a subsection of the dialogue, but that's true. And actually, no, just the, the fact that it was back to back. Yeah. Organically well, funny. actually, your well, mention of of um, dialogue segues nicely into my one of my worst submissions, which is politics. The politics oh, in this oh. movie are trash, and I think a lot of that comes from the dialogue. You have the movie starts, the taxation of trade routes to outlying star systems is in dispute, which I know you kind of like, but for me, I'm like, no one cares about this or understands this, and it's not <laughs> it's not like a movie magic thing to say at the yeah. very, like the first thing. Like, you're going to hit us with the taxation of trade routes as the first Star Wars thing we get in like 20, 30 years. Like that yeah, was kind of rough. Know. And then it's like the blockade is perfectly legal. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like that, all that horrible stuff. And then you have the fake queen decoy like oh, who's oh, the most boring person on the planet she's like i vote to overthrow the supreme chancellor and then everyone just is yelling it's like okay i guess the supreme chancellor is gone now like that's a thing and then you know, senator palpatine becomes the chancellor right. and then there's it's all this is over a blockade for trade routes and then you have the gungans trying to make peace with the naboo and you're like in the court of the Gungans, okay. and the Gungans are like, I'll just let you go because you saved Jar Jar's life. Bye. And then it's like, wait, what? And then it's like, you know, thing after thing after thing. It doesn't make any sense. And it's like, why is this in here? Like, this is another thing you could have taken out and streamlined the movie to just, just get me to the lightsaber fights. And that's, that's all I really need. So if I could um, overreach a little... Could we change yours from politics to plot? But it's the plot that's around the politics because I don't mind like the whole Sith plot line. I don't mind. So the politics part of the plot. It's specifically when the scenes are devoted to politics. So okay. the Supreme Court stuff, anything with the Queen and with the Naboo Council, right. you're like, what? are these scenes like why are we getting so much heavy dialogue about this and not with the jedi council <laughs> like why yeah, aren't okay. we there so 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 i'm gonna skip my last worst and we should talk about it now with this oh you're because, giving me your third worst well only because we would end up re just talking about it again my last uh, worst is parts of the plot which is literally what you're talking about. Okay. Um, now, I don't agree with everything you're saying, but most of it, I ex ex feel the exact same way. There are things in this movie that you don't need, don't make sense, are s just flat out stupid, that we should skip, that are boring, and parts of the plot just don't work. They're not, they're bad. I'm not interested. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. yeah. The plot in this is a huge mess. Now, and, you're specifically talking about politics stuff, yes. which I don't totally agree with, because I do like... I Man, I should just do my other... Okay, so my last thing was the plot for both. I, there are things... One of the best things about this movie is the plot. One of the worst is the plot. My, okay. last, one, my last one was a double. Um, because I like how they... Like, talking about my first one, how they introduced Star Wars. They come up with a brand new plot, has nothing to do with anything else. It puts you right in the smack dab of... Uh, of galactic conflict it's uh -huh. a totally different thing it's not normal to star wars and you're like oh okay trade routes this is 
weird and doesn't feel like Star Wars, but there's Jedi right away. Um, the whole stuff with political intrigue, with the Chancellor overthrowing, and I think... Now, I don't think it was done well, but the ideas I do really like. Yeah, I think that was the most right. frustrating thing because there's so many great, like you said, going back to your first best, the settings and the world building of it all. It's like, yeah, there's so many great things about what's in this movie. And I think that's what makes mm -hmm. it so frustrating because it's like you could have given us the you could have given us more of the Jedi Council. I even like the Senate. You know, I I, I think those are really interesting power dynamics and like what we talked about in the Jedi Menace, this idea of um, this idea of how the Jedi got too close to politics and that caused them to lose sight of what it means to be a true mm -hmm. Jedi. Like that stuff is like really, really interesting, right. but we don't get that in this movie. In this movie, no. that all gets glossed over and we're talking about, I vote to overthrow the Supreme Chancellor. And you're like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, why can't we get more of of like what's really going on here, which is trying to figure out how to negotiate with the Trade Federation. I don't know why we're here talking about nothing. And then I don't know why yeah. we're at the Jedi Council for two seconds and they make a decree that makes no sense. You know, it's like it's it's in there and they're cool things, but what they do and how they're used is just totally wrong. And it's kind of frustrating to go back and watch it. It's like this was so close to being a super interesting Yeah a super interesting movie, but it just was so messy. <laughs> it was, yeah. But so think about it like this. So in episodes one case, they tried something totally removed from Star Wars as we know it. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, kind of life in the Jedi Council, basically. Uh, and you get to see, like you said, it's frustrating because they didn't follow through with any of it. And then they drop some stuff. and it's, But the idea is cool. And I'm open to something completely new that isn't just a rehash. Now look at episode seven. The only reason why that movie was okay is because it was episode four. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's the only reason. There's yeah, they went new, the they exciting. went the totally opposite route. They were afraid to take those big risks, and right. they and went back to what we liked. And I think so, that was a response to how people reacted to episode one back in the day. Well, that's why I'm saying it's the only one that like was decent. The other, yeah, I, I think they looked my, at the criticisms of episode one and were like, okay, we don't want to confuse people with all this over bloated silly nonsense but then they just went too they're like but we're well, not going to create yeah. anything either so that's it's the like thing. can star wars only go okay we're going to go completely ridiculous experimental or we're going to literally remake a movie in some scenes shot for shot with different <laughs> and that's why i think it's thriving like, on tv doing? because they oh get to God. take these interesting things and explore them and take their time with them and not worry about delivering on this huge blockbuster movie you know, so I, I think they, that's why Star Wars is is thriving right now, and why it wasn't thriving in either generation. But it's that's true. Yeah. That I I applaud them for the huge creative leaps they took in this movie, like all the risk they put into this, and some of it was a little jarring and still is. But for the most part, the fact that they were able to pull off like. Put it bringing whole new worlds to Star Wars, even which already was an ambitious whole new world anyway, was a was an achievement. And I yeah. think a lot of Star Wars fans today, or at the release of Episode Seven, were actually excited about that. And you know, we went on to get Clone Wars, which people really liked, and a lot of Legends and Extended Universe stuff that people really liked. And I think that was all genesis a genesis of the uh, 
foundation laid in this movie so those yeah, are those are agree. great points so is all yeah. that's left now is my last worst and my last best yeah mine were uh pretty plot much the same thing. yeah it was plot and plot which was you know you had to throw in there because i didn't want to just talk about it again right well there... off of politics i can do my other worst which is the gungans <laughs> see i didn't say i knew one of us was going to say it so i didn't but the gungans yeah. are terrible and that the worst if that gets lopped entire, into yeah. politics and lopped into um, it's its own tier and lopped, it is but so it is bad. so its, it's own, its tier, own tier, tier because they're this goes back to the audio that makes no sense. It goes back to the um, digital animation that doesn't necessarily work all the time. You can't understand what they're saying. It's like pod racing where it comes on and you're like, wow, this is like taking me out of the movie. It's so bizarre and weird and terrible. Yeah. Um, I don't mind the character design of the Gungans and the world that they live in, but everything they say and do is horrible. No, and, the Atlantis world is actually cool. Yeah, yeah, and they put on those little mouth-breathing things, and they yeah, go through Naboo the bubble. Has like and has like a hollow earth thing. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> and they have the these like is... bombs that are like these blobs, the ball mm -hmm. things that you can roll, and if they get hit, they explode. And Whoever was doing the concept art for the Gungans... Whoever's doing point. the concept art for this whole movie yeah. knocked it out of the park. But yeah, they, I mean, have, their vision of the Gungans yeah. is fantastic. I've actually seen concept art for the sequel trilogy. It is so cool. I don't know huh? why they didn't use any of it, but <laughs> that's a whole that's a whole other thing. Because we were talking about that. Yeah, it's um, true. But I agree. The Gungans are – if you just changed how they speak and then all – basically all of our worsts – Something in the Gungan hits on every yeah. single thing we've talked about. Yeah, well, except pod racing. But Jar Jar did stick his no, tongue in No, he's in, in that the... scene, and yeah, he puts like, his Go tongue Eddie! in there. <laughs> right, and he's like, oh, "Don't put your tongue in, or no, don't touch that. It's gonna hurt." Oh, let me lick it. Yeah, come on. Yeah, and it's something like I don't. There, I have nothing to really back this up, but. The Gungans are kind of offensive, and I don't, I didn't, I haven't, I don't, yeah. There's something that makes me like, is this offensive to someone? <laughs> like, right. This but idea I don't of, know. It but just, it's not. I, I, it just has right. that weird vibe to it. It kind of feels like they're it's like, offensive. oh, the ignorant tribal people or whatever, right. but also add in like, like, like goofy dialogue and goofy yeah, voices. It's, it's uh, it the leader, like it like, should be. <laughs> like, what See, is I don't happening? mind that weird that that if you could understand if that was like their bossness or whatever. Yeah, his name no, is. but if that was yeah, if that was their like I don't know something they do at the end of a sentence or it's to uh, <laughs> uh, like enunciate joy or something. Fine, that could be like a weird Gungan quirk. I like that, but the fact that I'm pretty sure they had subtitles for English when the Gungans were talking in certain parts. Is that true or am I imagining that? I they did, I think. Yeah. Um because yeah. Not so, in the Gungan language, like when they were speaking <laughs> English in Gungan. I I'm think they sure. did for Bosnas. I think they gave him subtitles, but I can't remember. You're doing I, something wrong there. <laughs> yeah, I do like that one Gungan who was trying to be like trying to tolerate Jar Jar. Oh, like the old Gungan Like the general yeah. older guy. Know, yeah. He's like, Jar Jar, <laughs> take the thing, Jar Jar. And right. you're like, what is this? And then you know, at the end where he's holding the orb of light, you're like, why are we here? This is so yeah. bizarre. The whole thing was... No, I do. He was a good character. He actually had like a purpose and he didn't speak like an idiot. Just have yeah, the whole... He was all of the Gungans like that. Yeah, so yeah. Big, big fan. 
Um, I've kind of come around Big to Jar Jar over the years. Figure. Yeah, I, I should. I, I've been coming around on Jar Jar. Like, watching the movie, like, it's still yeah. annoying. You kind of forget. But he's such, like, a troll character now. I, I love the idea of Darth Jar Jar. And, and I this. think you're letting jokes... Oh, for sure. A hundred percent. I'm surprised you didn't say, hey, I've been coming around on him. You know, he was not that bad in the Clone Wars. All the jokes are a lot of, you know, the theories, a lot of fun. But then I watched episode one again and I have a burning rage. I'm surprised you didn't go that route. Well, I, I did That's watch episode one again and I was like, yeah, this character is bad. But when you sit with him for a while and you get to see all the fun memes and stuff, he, he's he's funny in a way somehow. But yeah, he's he's very obviously... It doesn't now make I, the movie. It doesn't make his early scenes any better. No. He is always like horrible. So there's Dungans, quite literally only one scene in the entire movie I would tolerate Jar Jar, where I said it was a positive, not even a neutral addition, a positive addition. Everything else has been negative. No neutral, all negative. This one is positive. When he goes during the end of the battle, uh, Jar Jar goes, "I give up." Yeah. And puts his hands up, and then the old Gungan warrior kind of face palms. I actually laughed. That's <laughs> yeah. it. But yeah, it was, yeah. that was genuinely funny. That had good comedic timing. It you understood what he said because he only said three words. I kind of like uh, when he, he ate the thing from the vendor it. and like, got crossed with some bulba somehow. Like that was kind of fun too. But I agree. Mostly it's mm. neutral or bad. Um, I can't believe he goes on to be a senator. That's just. Insane. That is actually funny, though. That, I like that. Because yeah. they're like, all right, we have Jar Jar. We can't get rid of him now. Let's make him a senator. Yeah, and let's have him have no dialogue ever again, yeah. which is a, a kind of another funny thing that they did with him. And they, like, toned him way, way down. But it's, it's just so funny that in, like, the behind the scenes is Jar Jar's the key to all of this. <laughs> it's like they generally thought this was going to be, like, the cultural phenomena, which he kind of was. It was for a long time. But not for know? the right reasons. But he was no. a well, cultural... I think kids, kids weren't buying that action figure of Jar Jar, were they? I think my brother literally had an action figure of Jar Jar. Oh, we said that in the do. first episode, we talked about stuff like this. I think it hit home. I think it was... I think he made money. I think it worked for the purpose... But yeah, that's fair. Okay, well, yeah. Well, Jar-Jar. I don't know if it's fair, but it works. Yeah, we deserve better, but we got Jar Jar, and you know what? We're making the best of it. <laughs> I, I, that's true. We are making the best of Jar Jar, and that's actually not a bad episode title. <laughs> making the best of Jar Jar. I don't know if I could talk about Jar Jar for <laughs> half an hour. An uh, hour. That's Maybe. funny. Maybe. Um, if you listeners are really looking forward to that, we'll consider it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And that leads me to my last best. Um, Jar Jar again. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. This is one I'm surprised you didn't say, and it is by far and away the best part of this movie, and it's the Duel of Fates. The, oh, you're going right to that. Okay, the Duel of Fates, the whole scene, and I'm talking the soundtrack i'm talking the lightsaber fights i'm talking darth maul guaikan Jin, obi-wan mm-hmm. like that i've i haven't seen this movie in a long time but i've watched the duel of fates on youtube i've like checked in on it i'm like like from the scenes where they're like you feel the itch they're for like, it, they're like they're like this way and then it's like uh, you go that way and we'll take care of this and you, like that's kind of where it starts uh, to to um, when Darth Maul falls down the tube, so man, there's so much I love about the scene. First of all, the song is 
epic. Like this it's movie, one of the best. I think one of the best. Star Wars is part of what propelled it is the soundtrack. You cannot deny, and this song is up there as one of the best. Where it's like bum 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 bum. <laughs> you know, it's like so good yeah. and. They throw it in video games whenever they have the chance, too. As they, it's, it's, it's really fantastic. Good. Yeah. It's fantastic, and it's super dramatic, and it fits the scene so well. And it goes dun 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 dun, dun, dun. and they're like dueling and jumping around, and Darth Maul's like walking around like a tiger, and they stage those like, like laser doors, and they get kind of cut off, and it this silence that falls on the scene, and before, you can see where the concept art. F- actually worked in the yeah because i'm sure somebody drew this and it looked awesome and then they actually made it look awesome yeah yeah and the pacing of it was incredible we got nothing anywhere close to this in the original star wars movies nothing and to go from those star wars sequels or in the sequels that's true we get this and then i would say the only other lightsaber fight that's maybe better is the anakin obi-wan at the end um of this um, of of um of revenge of the sith but this one yeah. is is absolutely amazing it's top and tier, yeah. in the last episode i mentioned like how dave filoni was talking about the duel of of fates in one of these mandalorian director roundtable behind the scenes videos and i just wanted to pull a quick quote from that that i had prepared because it it, it kind of sums up why i think it's so good and why the prequels are really important, specifically episode one. Um, Here we go. This is Dave Filoni. What's at stake is how Anakin is going to turn out because Gwaikon is different from other Jedi, and he's fighting because he knows he's the father that Anakin needs. Gwaikon hasn't given up on the fact that Jedi are supposed to care and love, and that's not a bad thing. The rest of the Jedi are so detached, and they've become so political that they've lost their way. And Yoda starts to see that in Episode 2, but Qui-Gon is ahead of them all. That's why he's not on the Council. He's fighting for Anakin. That's why it's called the Duel of Fates, the fate of this child. And depending on how this fight goes, Anakin's life will be dramatically different. So that moment in that movie, which a lot of people diminish as, oh, this is a cool lightsaber fight... But it's everything that the entire three prequel films hangs on is that one particular bite. Wow, that's a great quote. I've never heard that. Oh, yeah. You should go. Yeah. Anyone should go and watch that director roundtable because mm-hmm. it, it, it gives you hope for the future of Star Wars because this is the man who has like half of the like, creative control of Star Wars, if not more. And I think he... I think it's more. Didn't he get like a, a promotion well, it, or something uh, recently? Yeah, it's him and it's um oh shoot. Shoot, shoot, shoot. That other director, really famous, John Favreau. So it's like the two of them who have like carte blanche to do whatever they want with Star Wars after the Mandalorian. And I think where Dave Filoni comes in is his love of the prequels and of George's original notes and all that and he yeah. loves and of bigger that, ideas of yeah real where ideas. disney tried yeah. to put that stuff in the trash and do their own thing i think they've kind of given dave filoni freedom to bring dust some of those things off and bring them back so the fact that this guy dave filoni was able to like eloquently explain why we all like the duel of fate so much it, it, yeah. and now the fact that this guy has the helm of the creative direction for star yeah, wars is, is promising so and i think that's why episode one is important and actually holds up in some ways and 
is beloved by Star Wars ways. fans in some <laughs> ways. It's not a good movie objectively, but yeah. it does a lot of really important stuff for Star Wars. And yeah. no, I oh sorry. Yeah, no, that's that's all I have no, to say. Yeah. I was going to say I have to completely agree with the overarching concept of um, what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a fant- – one, even if you're just a popcorn-going movie-goer, uh, popcorn-eating movie-goer, <laughs> it's awesome. It is so cool. Yeah, that's it's a worth great the fight. price of the – that's worth the movie ticket price for sure, right. that, that scene. And the, then you bring into the – you know, you think about it a little. And we were actually talking about a lot of those points uh, last episode. Yes. We which did is a lot of Glycon stuff and the Jedi yeah. losing their way and mm-hmm. all of that. And the thing is he uh, was way more eloquent than we were. But, <laughs> well, uh, he went on to do this whole too. father no, figure know, thing know, know. and stuff, which no, I'm on the we fence were talking about. about. No, that's who should his master be. Qui-Gon was the perfect yeah, master yeah. for Anakin. Mm-hmm. If he would have been the Luke, the Luke version of the Chosen One – Instead of propagating the chosen one, right? You know? I, I like where he went. Or not, to, you know what I mean. He went as far as to say it's like it's okay to love. You know, I think that's a really yeah important well, the, thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I think the fight itself was super well executed. It was really cool. The visuals were amazing. You like you said, you have the doors. You have multi level stories. Um, the, with again oh, no railings. Can, I uh, forgot to mention the breakthrough of the double lightsaber. Like when oh, when okay. Maul goes into the fighting stance, ignites the lightsaber, and then blew everyone's brains. And I guess it was what nineteen ninety nine or two thousand yeah. or whatever. When the other end ignites, and you're like, oh dang! Because the yeah. whole movie it may have been played in the trailer over and over. I'm sure, but like this guy was selling movie tickets, Darth Maul, and his double lightsaber, and mm-hmm. that fight. And I and I just love that. That's. Yeah, and you know that's a circumstance where the uh, a different type of lightsaber actually works. Yeah. You know, Mace Windows purple. Whoa, that's kind of cool. Then you get um, D- uh, Darth Maul's the double. That actually looks really cool. Unfortunately, they tried something with Kylo Ren's, and it doesn't. I it, it was it's cool. kind of cool. It's I was like, oh, the, the hilt is level. cool. Um, and it's wavy. No, I think the design and, yeah, is cool. And it's like jagged edges. And yeah, and it's unhinged, it's like, kind of. Yeah, right. Exactly. Now the design is cool, but I don't know if they were going to go something the like sound that. Sound design of that one is it cool up. too. It sounds kind of unhinged. Like yeah, it does. Barely it being sounds like together. it's falling apart. It's great. <laughs> no, but it could have been stepped up. If you're going to do something like that and introduce some uh, somebody with a different lightsaber. I say make it uh, – hammer it home and make it a next level different. You know, they had good – really good ideas with Kylo Ren's, but I don't think they finished it. But that's, you know. Yeah, he barely used it. This is the yeah, first well, thing. like take off the stupid side blades and have the whole thing be um, wavy and falling apart or – I you like know, the hilt idea though. But be- it's just so – well, because I have a couple of negatives to say about the Duel of Fate because you didn't. Um, but I mean incredibly nitpicky. Like I said, I am, I got it. We got to talk about it. Um, But so, yeah, those hilt things would not actually work as a hilt. I don't think it was, (laughs) I think it's dumb. Do something else. Make it a little, think about what you're designing. (laughs) Right. Think about what you're designing. Have it make it, useful and make sense in universe but we're not here to talk about no. kylo ren's lightsaber right. you're yeah. saying you got some stuff you to should say. see charles on the zoom he got angry i saw him furrow well, you're brow. coming at me with the i know okay fates. now very nitpicky i i think i mentioned this last time this the the level scaling in this fight doesn't really yeah. make sense yeah i agree qui-gon was on 
he's on another level than Darth Maul at the start of the fight. He's pushing him back. He's blocking for Obi-Wan. He's pushing him back. He knocks him off that railing that he no- uh, Darth Maul knocked Obi-Wan off. And then he dies in a very slow way where he definitely had time to react. And I, if you're going to... And there's so many better ways to kill somebody. Like, you know, have it be a... Like you said, I think you mentioned, have him knock him with his head and then... St- you know, have him... It, it, if you're going to trick Qui-Gon, there's a better way to do it. Not have him die slowly when he definitely had time to block. Same goes with Darth Maul. I know, oh, he was surprised and then he got cut in half. No, he's too good. Obi-Wan is very strong, even at an early age, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he practiced, you know, maybe not force-wise. He's a little lacking there. But he trains. He is, a ma- he is the master by episode three of whatever style of fighting he uses. He's very good. Yeah. Maul is better. He wouldn't have... He did a whole jump up, flip, land, then cut. <laughs> no. Yeah, I agree. I honestly think that killing Darth Maul and Gwaikon at the end well, of this I, movie I think they should have were mistakes. Like I said, nitpicky. I think they should, if you're going to have them die, have them die in a better way. Also, here's a. I'm going to go to a plus now that we didn't talk about. Qui-Gon meditating in the doors. Awesome. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Love I love those scenes with the doors because Qui-Gon's meditating and Darth Maul's prancing like a tiger on the hunt. And no, Anakin um, is, and, and Obi-Wan is like freaking hyperventilating, out. Yeah. freaking out. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> no, incredible. It's and there's nothing that any of them can do. Which right. is so good, and it, it puts it causes the pause and the silence in right. battle. I, and I love it. Just like all. wait, let the force. And I you thought know, the ending of that was so right. sad. I thought they all had so much potential as characters that they didn't like these themes that even Dave Filoni's talking about of like the schism of the Jedi and like, yeah. the, like is it okay to love as a Jedi and stuff like that. Give me a little bit more, and then Darth Maul is the perfect uh, like foil for Obi Wan. You know, it's they would be such great rivals and we get that more in the clone wars and things like that and i'm sure that's where this obi-wan tv show is going like it has to be they have to recognize that so that's my guess anyway uh so yeah i i agree that then there's some disappointing elements to it but the actual fight itself objectively is awesome oh it's great yeah and that's why it's on my list it's it's a very good pick um but also the uh the door situation. I feel like I know they they could have forced run through the doors or something. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, like I said, anything I bad I have to say about it is like really. It's not even a plot hole. It's just like, well, this kind of doesn't make sense. But the art design behind it, the fact that you stage out the fight in what is it the in like four different parts, and there's kind of like an arc to the fight. It, it's it's beautiful. It's literally one of the best bits of I think not just the prequels but of all the movies it's in my top 10 moments easily maybe top 5 yeah so true that that that's that's well said I agree completely mm-hmm. so that's it man did we do it the best I think we did a pretty worst. good job I don't think anybody can knock our uh, um, picks yeah some honorable mentions I guess you know the soundtrack in general I gave it love with Duel of Fates but um, yeah the sound like from the beginning, like the well, the experience of watching a Star Wars movie is like, bah, bah, nah. you're like, okay, this this gets. Yeah, it. the music is never going to be bad, but the uh, audio can sometimes be bad, but not the. Uh, I'm looking at my notes. I took like three and a half pages of notes. 
Uh, seeing if I have any other honorable um, mentions. Some worse. Palpatine like was Pal- good in this, yeah. He he steals the scene whenever he's in it. Yeah, he gets a little cringy just... later on in these movies, but, but that's fine. I like he was that. great in he's this. A movie. Yeah, he hams it up, which is fine for the kind of movie it's in. But he was very good in this. I'd yeah. say on the opposite end, the worst, like you said, Padme and the the fake queen, horrible. Well, I actually wrote that. That was something I was going to say. Um, how did so Naboo elects their queen? Who the hell would elect that weirdo? I don't Why? know. How does this? But elect- she's like-, like the fake purse, like the decoy. But right, she's still the one right. making all the decrees. Like I don't know. It, it, no, I'm assuming Padme tells her yeah, what to do, and she just does there it. There were some times in this movie where I was like, she's getting a lot of great, like. But then the her voice, the decision to do her voice like that was ridiculous too. Like I understand there are some uh, circumstances where a monotone, like. I don't know, weird character plays really well. It does not play well here. I'm trying to think. The most recent one I could think of is, did you watch, uh, you watched Avatar, right? Yeah, I've seen Avatar. Did you watch Korra? Yeah, I watched Korra. Okay, you know the the twin uh, water tribe people? Yes. One of them is, actually, I think she's played by April from Parks and Rec. Yes, um, one of them is, yeah. One, Both of them are really straight, monotone, weird it plays well like that. Yeah, but she's it, supposed to be like quirky and bizarre and I don't know, but I'm just saying that type of or or May, I think it's May in mm. the original Avatar. Right. She her voice is monotone, she's not quirky, play totally straight. Yeah, um, but she's also supposed to be like dangerous and violent and stuff too. Where it's well, like the queen right. it, the queen just was, no, but that's what I'm saying. If you're going to do this, have it actually be Padme. And have it, her be totally weird throughout and have build up her like fighting. Thing, if you're going to have your characters have weird, gooky, goofy, inintelligible accents or boring monotone accents, don't give them so much dialogue. <laughs> give them like <laughs> a few things to say. Don't have yeah. them make all these decrees. Yeah. Or go, or go the other way. Make it her part. Don't have her have. You have to have her be weird with Anakin, too. And you have to make her a little dangerous, and she does. She's a very good fighter in you know later movies, but and in the Clone Wars, she knows how to handle herself. So ha- like introduce that, have her be quirky all around, not just oh we're gonna do another thing in the Senate. Uh, who am I? How did I get elected? You know, or just have her be a queen, not an elected queen. That's that's true. I don't know the whole that whole stuff was just lost me, but. Um, yeah, I I love Guaycon Jin. That's another one. But I feel like we talked about him so much a last lot. episode that he got the uh, that, the showing that there. Um, we didn't need to bring him up again. Obi Wan, fantastic. Um, yeah, no, like getting some of those callbacks were fun to see C three PO and R two and mm-hmm. so uh, uh, overall, I, I think fun. the droids were actually R two D two and C three PO were um I. They weren't over fan servicey. It wasn't no. cringy, except that one scene, but um, where the fake queen gives him like a medal or something. Um, but I did. That's something that kind of ties into my first thing: the reintroduction of Star Wars. You see astromech droids actually doing cool astromech things. Like, what are these? It's what they tried to do in their head. Like, I'm sure L- Lucas thought of that. Where oh, R2D2 is going to be behind Luke, and he kind of like pokes at stuff, and it fixes the whole ship. Great. In this circumstance, you have a whole bunch of astromechs go out on top of the 
um, Naboo ship, and they're like getting picked off. They're fixing things. That's a cool introduction, a cool way to show droids that they couldn't back in the seventies, eighties. That's well said, and those mm-hmm. droids were awesome. So, and I just thought of something huge mm-hmm. that I forgot. Oh man! Yeah, I, I I don't know if it would have made my best, but it's close. It's like my number four out of three. Um, ship design. Mm. Amazing, yeah. The Naboo, the, ships are cool. st- the Naboo big ship that they're all um, traveling in. Oh, that like so sterling beautiful. silver sleek yes. thing. Yeah, that thing beautiful. is awesome. That thing is tight. The Naboo starfighters are, look nothing like anything else. They're really cool. And the hey, I'll, I'll even give you the pod racers. Those things are cool. Absolutely, Darth Maul's. What is it? The interceptor or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Really cool. Um, they even the little weird gondolas when they go to Coruscant for a little bit. They showed a whole bunch of new ship design, and you could tell this came just right off the page of an artist. Like this stuff looks great, and I think um, that's something. F- unfortunately, up until the sequels, I know we're ragging on the sequels a lot, <laughs> but but they missed ship design there a little bit. They had it. And then you see, you don't see it here, but the Jedi Starfighter evolves a little bit over two and three. Mm. Um, they nailed ship design in this. That's one of my favorite Star Wars. The Naboo big ship is one of my favorite designed ships. It's so cool. Yeah, ship is awesome. <laughs> you know, it's on that is. I'm so glad I remembered that. That is a huge one for me. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, dude, ships were awesome. Like, and I think that just goes back to kind of like these world building things you were talking about at the beginning, where it's the whole. All the elements and settings of yeah. Star Wars are just have always been nailed, and that's kind of been the saving grace, even for these technically bad movies. It's like the imagination captured in these movies, even if the dialogue's bad and like there's bizarre scenes, it's 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 still a fun experience, and that's what these prequels are all about. Yeah, you think of you watch them for a good time. You don't watch them to really for the love of it. Yeah, and. I think there's a, a benefit to that. That's it's a different type. You get a very different experience with episode one, two, and three than you do four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. You you kind of put yourself in a whole different mindset, and you enjoy it. Yeah. And if it, you if you're still stuck up on how bad they are, try to think of it like that and watch them for fun, not you know to nitpick everything. And some of them aren't even nitpicks, but I think you can I think all Star Wars fan can, fans can be a little more lighthearted about that and really enjoy something. That's well said. That's well said. And yeah, I I think we've said it all, man. That's our love for episode 1, unless you have something else you want to bring up. No, I I think we uh clean the slate here. Awesome. Well, Oh, dude, how could we forget the B-1 Battle Droids' big debut in this movie? I, I mentioned the Roger them before. Roger, like, <laughs> it all started here. That's it the did. top of the best, guys. And that's, that's, you're right. That's it. <laughs> um, I feel like, were there B-1s in... They're in all the movie, all the yeah, prequels. But they, right, it wasn't their introduction. I'm pretty sure they're, the only introduction of a droid was the uh, uh, Destroyers. But no, they did when a great... When was there I a love... droid before episode one? There weren't. Are you sure? Maybe I'm thinking of like a Lego set I had. There's where... no B1 battle droids before Episode One in like the four, five, and six. Yeah. What? I'm not. Um, not a hundred percent sure. I believe you because you're very, um, adamant about it. 
but I I'm thinking of maybe I'm thinking of a Lego set I had when a, uh, as a kid where they just threw them in because the empire might have them. Mhm. This could but, be. Here, I'm going to look it up real real quick. I know this is riveting podcast. <laughs> well, um, we'll have to um we'll have to uh, check no. the records on this here we one. go no i j- got it if you go to the bottom of um i think it's of wikipedia you have um appearances and you could scroll through until you find first uh first appearance and it's phantom menace there you yeah, go okay that's what i thought all right so i i totally it made sense but i was must be thinking of a toy um, <laughs> yeah so right but well. so Love the B one design. Um, I'm pretty sure we got two Canon Roger Rogers. Yes, I took. I had tallies. Did you do too? No, I didn't do tallies, but I did go into it being like, "Is that purely a Clone Wars thing, or did they actually say it in the movies?" And they yeah. okay, they say it in the movies, so I'm happy. There were t- there were two that I found, but um, I did zone out during maybe the a couple of scenes. But um, <laughs> yeah, so. The B1, it's, it's such a good design. All the droids, all the new droids had great designs, I think. You know, C-3PO's innards was cool, too. Yeah. Um, they, that was very good. And the B-droids obviously took a whole life of their own. Yeah. Um, and there's actually, we could talk about that in another episode, um, their canon, why they ended up so funny, because there's an actual reason for that. Oh, that would be interesting, because, yeah, they yeah. did kind of, their personality jumps off the page for whatever reason, once we get into Clone Wars and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, well, it was for comic relief, but I'm pretty yeah. sure I read somewhere that there is a reason for, I think they were a, um, the earlier models where more um, effort was put into them, right. and then the later models, I, I forgot, it's something about the AI kind of just had less to do or something uh we could look it up and talk about it if we want but um love the b1s love the droids good very call. well said and that brings us to the end i think absolutely all right guys um stay tuned i'm not quite sure what we're gonna do next but you know it's gonna be star wars related and thank you for listening yeah thanks guys see you during episode four <laughs> 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 of the show but you could watch a new hope if you want to that's right and uh see ya oh check us on our um social media too yeah social media roger roger pod instagram twitter something else (laughs) facebook take a look yeah check us out wherever you can listen to podcasts all that good stuff so thank you for listening and uh yeah bye guys see you next time Roger, Roger. Roger, Roger. Roger, Roger. Roger, 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 Roger.